All right, we are live. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Grace tonight? In the House of Grace tonight, we have Mr. Kyler Murrow, and he's going to be talking to us about comics from the kitchen through his company, Foreign Press Comics. And we're also going to be talking about putting your best foot forward. It's coming up next. Let's get it. <laughs> For independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most, I'm the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George the Dreamer, Mandana. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are live once again. What's up, Lou? We are live once again. It is Tuesday night. This is June 13th. You know, summer is next week. We are coming in with the heat, baby. We're going to be talking about comics from the kitchen. With well, La Cocina. La Cocina. Very interesting concept. It is an anthology that tells uh, stories about different cultures. And at the end of every story, they've put a recipe for the dish that they're talking about within the comic book story. So it's, it's very interesting. It's very unique. Um, I like the concept. I can't wait to talk to uh, Kyler and just talk to, you know, just ask what what made them come up with this. So that's going to yeah. be fun. We're also going to be talking a little bit about uh, putting your best foot forward. We'll explain to you what that means in just a few minutes. But before we do that, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, comment. Thank you very much to all of you who have already subscribed and have gotten us to, the, uh, to that goal of over a thousand subscribers, which is very, very awesome. Yes, so and, it keeps, it, and it continues to grow. So it was that's pretty right. fantastic. That's right. That's right. Trending nicely. What's up, Phantasmagorical? <laughs> I had to say that slow. Carelli's WhatsApp. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's been, you know, it's it's uh, we're back. It's been another, you know, busy week. I think for both of us, as far as uh, you know, work outside of this goes. So it's nice to kind of come on and just talk with creatives and just you know get some of our creative juices flowing. Yeah, but uh, what's going on with yeah. you, Sam? What you been up to, dog? What I've been up to? I've been eating these um, these fantastical peanut butter filled pretzels. They're pretty fantastic. <laughs> and they got a sponsor. The show? <laughs> and they go and they go well with an old fashioned, which is pretty fantastic. No, what what have what have been up to? Um, I've um, been preparing okay. for um, you know waiting for the proofs to come in for the Kickstarter. So that's one oh, yeah, thing that's that right. I'm waiting on. Um, uh, and I've been working on book number six on top of 
Um, the publisher for a kid in a comic asked if I would do a how to draw a duty for one of the, um, um, issues. And so I submitted that this morning, uh, worked on it this weekend. If you watch the episode of, um, the art of Samuel, you'll see, uh, the process of me, uh, putting that stuff together, uh, on, uh, creating a how to guide, you know, and then finishing part two of the inspiration wall. If you can see behind me. I got some uh, new, I changed out the posters behind me. Hold on, Sammy. Hold on. Before you go into that, talk a little bit about the, uh, the kid in the comic. Cause I don't think I, for people who well, haven't, who haven't, who haven't watched the show or maybe it's first time coming on the show. A, so. a, a kid in the comic is a newspaper. So yeah. Talk a little bit yes. more about that and, and, and what, and how. Yes. 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 So, yo, so duty, duty, duty is a uh, multitasking bro. Duty's a comic book, you know, duty's a kid's book and he's also a comic strip. Published by a kid in a comic, um, and which is in stores and continuing to expand its reach in stores. And the next step is newspaper distribution. So duties in a kid in a comic. It's a publisher. If you go to kidinacomic.com, you can actually subscribe and get the, the, the papers delivered directly to your house, like the old days with the Daily News or the New York Times. Or you can go to your local comic shop if they don't have it, recourse that they carry it. Um and it's it's pretty fantastic, you know. The the the, the we've had the guest, um, the publisher on our show. If you've missed that episode, go check it out on our channel. I'm making carbonara while listening. <laughs> Make me some, dang it! And um, so yeah, yeah. So duties, you know, I submitted four strips um, so far. I got three more um, as part of my contract. It's seven strips for the year, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, duty becomes one of the uh, popular items in the newspaper that it becomes a constant. So we'll see going forward what happens there. Uh, so that's what a kid in the comic is, and uh, so in duty not only has a comic strip, but there's also a how to draw duty in one of the actual issues, which I'm pretty excited. So it's like double duty. It's fantastic, bro. Yeah. The um, so the newspaper has not just comic strips, but it also has like a like a section where it has you know um, activities, the, the puzzles, activities, exactly puzzles. Yeah. And one of the activities is that is how to draw duty within the within the newspaper which is why it was like it was like meant to be because every issue of this nail in my toilet has puzzles and activities in the back of the book so i was like oh this is just perfect man it's 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 duty's home it's his playing ground so and do they do they have any of those in in this in this issue like do they have yeah yeah they got puzzles activities they got, activities, they got the same the same thing that you would find in um in duty um uh like here they have um you know, clue, oh, yeah. clue, yeah, find. Uh, oh, I, I actually turned to the page of duty. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see what else they got. They got a uh, lot of fantastic mainstream artists in this series. They got a maze. They got old. Uh, they got a how-to guide, how to draw section. So they got they got plenty of stuff inside yeah. it for everybody. What I like about it is that it's it's an homage to. The, you know the the good the good days right you know I mean when comic strips were like on fire and comic books was on fire it was those days and if you missed that speaking of that the the, the age uh, if you missed the episode of um, the crazy ten or less where I talk about there'll never be another image revolution go check out that episode the episode's on fire um, that episode actually broke a thousand views already so um, it's actually is a, is a pretty popular topic but um, there's a reason why there'll never be another image revolution because that group had purpose. And there was a mission and there was a villain in that story. And the villain was the big two. And um, so, um, you know, you don't have that anymore. So uh, check out that episode. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that, and then the only thing I'm getting ready for is my my the the tour. So I got the Denton Comic Art Exposition coming up in August. Right after that, a book signing at a brand new for the grand opening of a brand new location for collected comics. They got four locations. They opened up a brand new one, so I'm one of four on the list to be there for a book signing. Uh, then in September, the College Station Comic Con, and then after that, the Arlington Comic Fest. So. That's what I got going on right now. I got more events coming up um, towards the end of the year, and I'll announce that as I get closer. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer, man. It's gonna be a busy, busy summer. I'm actually linking up with uh, Mr. Mark Torres from a King from right. Radio. He's got a comic book called Designated, and we're gonna be doing a book signing uh, July 19th. That is a Wednesday afternoon, three to six p.m. in uh, Flushing, New York, in Queens. It's gonna be at Royal Collective. That's uh, 9601 Metropolitan Avenue, if you guys are familiar with that area. Um, so, yeah, check us out. We're going to be there. It's going to be me, uh, Mark, one of the uh, cover artists, uh, Mr. Russ Braun, and then uh, Jenny Feldy, who is actually, she's going to cosplay one of the characters in the book. So that's going to be fun. We're going to be there Wednesday, July 19th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. So check us, check us out. Designated. Cool comic. And if you guys haven't picked up a, a, a copy of the book, go to Designated. Uh, go to uh, Crowdfunder. Crowdfunder, type in designated, and you should be able to get a, uh, a copy of the Yeah, book. yeah. I think it's still up there. Yeah, it's still up there. So, yeah, Mark is doing his thing, man. 30 years in the making. You know what I mean? He's been you know, working on Mark this book is a for really years, good guy. Bro. Yeah, he's a really good guy. I wish he would have done better on his campaign. Um, you know, really, I mean, the guy is, when you think about, first of all, when you think about just genuine, like the kid, the, the guy is authentic. He's genuine. He's, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He loves mm -hmm. comics. He loves the game. Yeah. He's so passionate about it. I mean, he gave us our spotlight when we were just up and comers, bro. When yeah, we were just yeah. first crazy comics. And he, you know, we drove out to Long Island to go on his radio station, you know, and he's been a big advocate for what we did for so many years, you know. So yeah. when he decided to launch his thing, of course, I was going to support it. You know, I just wish a lot more people would have rallied because, and that was my, my frustration. He gave so many people, hundreds and thousands of people, the spotlight. I just wish that everybody rallied around them and said, you know what, this is his time. Let's, let's support him. He's been supporting us throughout these years. I just feel that there was a failed, there was a failed attempt to really rally around a guy that really, really put people on. Um, and, you know, so shout out to you, Mark Torres. You're the man. Yeah, yeah. He's been around for years, man. His show used to be called uh, The Comic Book Novice. And yeah, yeah. and we were a, definitely novices. <laughs> yeah, and he used to uh, he used to do that out of a uh, in Long Island because I think he's still mm -hmm. in Long Island. But uh, I remember to to local stations in Long Island. Yeah, right? I have the video. Yeah, we were youngins, and I remember yeah. we, we 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 were those big time. We go there. We're like, yo, this is the official radio station. Yeah, radio station. You know, it was exciting back. You know, it yeah. was dope. So so Mark's been doing this for many many years. And the funny thing is, back then I didn't even know he had a con. Like I didn't even know he was working on a con. You know None of us did, bro. When he decided so, to <laughs> it was just like I, I mean, he might have talked about it, you know, to the people that he was closer with, but we didn't know that he had one until I think he was on the show a few years ago when we came back. Yeah. He was on this show and he wanted to come on and talk about the fact that he was bringing it back and that he was yeah. working on it. I'm like, holy cow, man. Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, big shout out to Mark, man. Big shout out to Mark. Happy for him. Glad his yeah. book is out. So if you guys haven't done so yet, go to Crowdfunder. That's C-R-O-W-F-N-D-R.com. And uh, look up Designated. Look up Designated. Pick up a copy of his book. And we're going to be signing it, like I said, on Wednesday, July. Oh, he still has it available through, through Crowdfunder? Yeah, That's Crowdfunder, because it becomes a store. So I think it's still That's up dope. there. 
Yeah, I think it's still up there. So you can still make, you know, you can still pre-order the book or order the book. I mean, he's got a bunch of them that he's already printed out. So, uh, so yeah, so check it out. Check it out. Definitely check it out, man. But uh, yeah, That's pretty dope. I like that. Um, yeah, man. It's cool. It's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. But, Sam, we got something to talk about today. We got a little topic. Let's give them something to talk about. Dun, 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 dun. Let's give them something to figure out. I think it's time. Let's I think it. it's time Let's to get it. your meds. Put your best foot forward. In other words, don't do a hack job. What? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. This topic. I was actually, it's funny. I was talking to big shout out to Hades from ASAP Imagination. We were talking, we we're having a conversation, and I don't know how the topic came up, but we were talking about how, you know, some people maybe aren't content with how much they're getting paid for a job, let's just say, and they decide, you know what? You're going to get what you pay for. And so they do a half-assed job, you know what I mean? And decide that's the best way to go. Now, Sam, we've, we, we've, we know a little bit about this. We know a little yes. bit about you. You, you want to speak on the subject? You want, you want to talk to us a little bit about this? The summoner. Those summoners, bro. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we were, we, you know, uh, we had a project we were working on and we had a specific budget and we put it out there and people bid on that budget and, and people accepted the budget. What we got was nothing compared to what they were posting and what they were doing for other companies, bigger companies. Yeah. So they were get they were they weren't giving us their best, and they weren't promoting it, and they weren't they weren't doing none of that stuff. Um, and so for me, that was a big lesson learned uh, about um, you know you want to again you want to find people that love your project, that look at it as an opportunity to grow. Because here's the way I look at it, right? So I used the same colors for for three years, for three years because I, I'm loyal that way, right? So some of these artists don't get it. We talk. We talk. You know, in the community, yo, I see that this person worked for you. Would you recommend them? No, no. No. Why? Because they didn't they didn't take it, they didn't they didn't give us their best. They gave us they they you know they, they, they give us what they felt that um we deserve based on what they we paid them, but they accepted the fee. Right. Right? Based on their portfolio, we're like, yo, this is gonna be a good match. And then what you get is totally opposite. So I think if you if you're gonna put your name in the game, especially in the, in the community, you wanna you wanna make some money, people are gonna talk. And um, you know, and, and your reputation is everything. So if, if you accept the money, don't complain about it afterwards. If you say this is the yeah, I'm good, I'll I'll take whatever X amount per page, deliver. Don't start complaining after the now and oh, I should get more money because your boy negotiated a better deal with somebody else and now you, you got sour grapes. Ain't my yeah. fault. Ain't my fault. This is the budget I had. You accepted it. You said, oh, I'll take it. You didn't have to. Right? Yeah, no. Yep, yep. And I think that, that that's key, right? That's key because everybody, listen, I do we think that artists should get paid? Absolutely, man. Nobody yeah. should be working for free. Absolutely. You should yeah. get paid. Sure. But when you are negotiating a rate and you agree on that rate, then I think to me, you have to, like, 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 uh, like Topic says, put your best foot forward. Yes. Put your best foot forward, man. Like, I remember when I, when I so when I was hiring the guys over at uh, Studio Nine Lives, big shout out to them. Those are the artists that are working on my books. 
they said to me, okay, we have different levels of artwork or different styles. Tiers, like tiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, tiers, right. They have like a more simpler style is going to cost you this much. A more intricate style is going to cost you this. And if you want it to look like mainstream, you know, kind of comics, it's going to cost you that. I was like, all right, well, I got to work within my budget. Let's go with the simpler style. Cool. Simpler style became Wonder Duck, right? If you look at Wonder Duck, the art style on that book looks professional still because you are getting paid to do a job. So if you're getting paid to do a job, the only, the only person you're doing any kind of damage is to yourself. Because if you think that, oh, these guys are only giving me that much money, well, I'm going to give them that. And that, you know, it's, it's their project that's going to suffer for not paying me high dollar amount. It's not. Because I always say this, bro, if the story is solid, that book is going to continue selling. It's not about the artwork at that point because the artwork, I mean, because the story is so good. All that, all that happens at that point is they look at the comic and say, yo, this comic is dope, but this artwork sucks. And guess what? Your name is on the book. So they know who is the artist that sucks. So why put yourself out there like that? Why do that to yourself? If, yeah. like Sam said, if, you, if you're not happy with the rate, just say, no, walk away, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do it for that amount. Cool. No problem. Yeah. I negotiated with a cat. Right? The guy that did that amazing piece for the Forbidden Graphic Novel cover. The guy's a he's a he does um game design, gaming, you know, for game magazines, all that stuff. The guy, you know, he's top tier, right? Yeah. So I was like, my budget. And he's like, look, if you can go up by this much, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure that and I was like, All right, I met him halfway, right? So I I, I pull out the extra bucks, whatever. The guy gave me such a beautiful, beautiful double page, you know, a a, a spread. The colors and everything. Right. Not only that, but during the thumbnail process, he would say, what do you think about these angles? What do you think about this angle? Blah, blah, blah. The roughs, the whole thing. He stood to his word. Now, I wasn't paying him what he was getting market rate, what he would charge the magazines. Right? But he met me halfway because he's like, all right, you know, I like the concept. And that was the biggest thing. He said, I really like the concept. I'll meet you in the middle. Can you go here? I said, cool. And he delivered. Same thing with the guy that we were working with, right? He's like, hey, can you go up by this much? And I did. And he still didn't give 100%. So that for me is like, all right, you know, I'll never use you again. And, and, and if anybody asks me about you, I'm going to say don't use them. Right. And that's just, that's just keeping it real. So right. I, think, I think you have an obligation, you know, to like, you know, the, 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 the one guy that I had, he did four books on Forbidden, you know, and he was killing it, you know. So I took care of it. I tipped him. For every issue, because I was so so happy with what he was doing, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I kept throwing him extra, right? And he was like, yo, so every time he would do these amazing spreads and these big epic scenes, and I'm like, because he's like, yo, this guy really appreciates my work. Uh, it's in my best interest. And that's what this other cat didn't realize. Yeah, we might have a budget to begin with, but if we get an extra, a little extra, we'll throw it your way. Just to say, you know what? Yo, I got you, Right. Some people don't even, you know, they don't even allow that to happen. They just, they go into this zone mentally where, because what happens is other people are saying, yo, you got that? I got this. But you might not be on that other guy's level. So stop comparing. Well, well, the the other thing is what happens is you kind of question that artist. Like, 
what you're posting on social media, is that really you doing that artwork or is that somebody yeah. else doing the artwork? Because yeah. what you gave me was definitely not that. So who's doing that? Is that really you? Yeah. Or are you, you know what I'm saying? Like what's going on there? Because we're not getting that. Now it can definitely be a thing of like, well, you're not paying me for that. Okay, cool. No problem. I'm not paying you for that. But it just, it still looks fishy that you're giving me this. Yeah. But and there's a reason why that. now, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't have a, uh, I, I do my own work on duty, but um there's a project I'm considering, you know, commissioning somebody for. But th- what I do is part of the deal is you have to first give me a one pager with my characters so I can see that it's actually you, right? And so I say, and that and that'll be part of the payment. I'll make sure that that paid whatever. But I, I say his page whatever. I'll pick a page in the book. I give you the character designs. I want to see your rendition of my characters. That's part of the negotiation process. That's what I do now. Um, you know, and that's it. So I think you learn from those things, right? So you, it's like, and then you set the tone. Can you deliver this all the time, every time? That's the next best thing. It can't dip. I don't want to go back and forth. Cause there was this one colorist. I remember it was this colorist. His, his portfolio was nothing for what he was sending me. I dropped that contract like a bad habit. I was like, oh, hell no. You're not giving me exactly what you your, your portfolio showed. I said, this is totally opposite. This is horrible, right? So I think, I think you know, um, you got to be smart about it. Protect yourself because, you know, and a lot of these guys, they require, they want 50% down, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I use, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to outsource, I'll use Fiverr because Fiverr protects my money. They hold it in escrow. Right, and they don't give any. You don't get your money until it's uh, it's confirmed that I'm getting what I need. I paid for. So, um, and, and it's unfortunate sometimes you have to do that unless I have somebody that I know that recommended somebody is legit and they they're credible. That's the only other way that I'll do it that way, um, because I had a colorist from Fiverr that um, um, the first book we did with her, she did a fantastic job, and she's like, hey. Um, you might not going through Fiverr anymore and just go directly through me. I said, sure. So we worked out the terms on how many pages and, and every five pages I paid her. Every five pages I paid her, right? And then I did it through PayPal. So when you were set, for me, I'm very loyal. If I, if, if I like your work, I'm going to give you work as long as I have the work. Um, and you're always going to be at the top of my list. When you pull some stunt like that, you're going to go to the bottom of the barrel and I want to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and the, as long as as long as the work is consistent and it's good, yeah, it's at the yeah. list. But if you're sending in, you know, half half ass work, yeah, it, it's it's tough to work with somebody like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's it's tough. So yeah, so that's that's the the topic today is you know put your best foot forward, man. If you don't like the terms of the of the uh, of the contract, or if you you feel like you're not being paid what you're worth, then don't take the job. Don't. It's simple. It's as simple as that. Don't yeah. don't do it. Don't take the job. But Don't if you are going to take the job, then make sure you are doing your best. It's you know it's I mean? the same thing. Like, like first, I'll give you a good example. Like at, at, at conventions now, I have tears. If you want a quick sketch, which is a quick sketch, just a quick sketch, you know, I will do a quick five by seven quick sketch for five bucks, which is just boom, 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 boom. Right? If you want a full rendering and, my, and, my, and that I'm at a convention, the price goes up. If you want it colored, the price goes up, right? But you're gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I hook you up, right? So yeah. it's, um, uh, but I negotiate that in the beginning, so it's, I'm clear about that, right? So here are the tears, right? Um, I think what happens is some of these artists, it, it only happens after they sign that contract, and they go back and they get sour grapes. I should be getting paid more, 
I should be getting more, right? Right? Why? And, they, and a lot of it comes from the fact that maybe they're asked to draw something that they're not really comfortable. It's not their strong point. So then they get angry. Oh, I hate drawing this. I should be getting me paid more, right? And so I think you got to be honest. Like, I have one guy who says, look, you know, if you're looking for um, sci-fi and and, and 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 mechanics, I'm not that guy, right? Yeah. You know, but if you're looking for this, I'm that guy, right? So, oh, one guy said, I don't like to draw horses. It's like, well, then you, you can't work on this job because I got a lot of horses in, in Forbidden, right? Yeah. And, uh, but he was honest. He's like, yo, I don't like to draw horses. I can't draw horses. I'm like, all right, cool. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll find somebody else. Be honest, but don't get pissed off because now you be you looked at the scripting like, oh, they're asking me to draw all this. Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and I always say is I always send a sample of the script part of the negotiation. Here's the sample script. Here's the character designs. This is the scope of work. This is the budget. Can you can you do it? And this is the timeline. I'm very honest up front. Right. So if yeah. if, if all that shit is because before that is transparent <laughs> on the table. Yo, why, why are you tripping? Why are you tripping? <laughs> Just say, why are you tripping? Nice, nice. <laughs> why are you tripping, now? Why are you tripping? But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, if if you guys if you guys are are freelancers, hey, what's going on, Hades? If you guys are freelancers and you're looking um for work and you don't like the terms of the of the uh, of the contract or whatever, don't take the job. If you do take the job, put your best foot forward. Don't half-ass it because your name is going on that piece of paper. Your name is going on that on, on whatever work you're doing. So because see, the thing is, the consumer doesn't know about what's happening yeah. behind the scenes. All they know is what they're seeing. So if they're seeing crappy work, they don't know that you didn't get paid for that. They're assuming, hey, this person is on this book. They either got paid. They don't care if you, as a matter of fact, they don't care if you got paid. They just care that whether it's good or not. And that's all they're going to care about. And let's say, for example, right. the person picking, picking this thing up is somebody who maybe he's looking for an artist, sees this, like, I'm not using this guy. Based on this, just based on this, I'm not using them. So, you know, yeah. put your best foot forward. Do your thing. You know what I mean? The only person yeah. you're hurting is yourself when you're doing stuff like that. But uh, Word. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, man. And I'm just waiting to see if our guest is in the back room right now. His camera's off. So as soon as he puts the camera on, we'll bring our guest. There he goes. He heard me. What's up? So uh, we're going to bring in our guest, Colin Murrow. But before we do that, we just want to remind you. Remind you, if you got something to promote. Why not? Why not? Reach out to Catch the Craze Podcast. Are you sitting at home wondering how you're going to spread the word about that Comic-Con that you're about to appear at and you want to get some press? How about your first book signing? How do you spread the word so you can get an audience there? Or that first panel at a Comic-Con? What do you talk to? Even your first crowdfunding on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. The world is turning to podcasting to get the word out. Why not you? Sponsor an episode of Cast the Craze and start promoting yourself today. What's up? Welcome. Hey. Welcome, 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 buddy. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. How y'all doing? Good. Man, good. How's it going, Kyla? Where, where, are, you, where are you streaming from? Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, uh, right now, a little oh, town called Ada. But okay. um, yeah, that's where I'm at right oh, now. Oh, I knew an Ada in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is named after a girl. So it's named yeah. after Ada somebody. I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's what's up. I got to get out to Oklahoma, man. I'm trying to visit every every state in the yeah. nation. I got to get out to Oklahoma. I usually go Do out that. for like sporting events. 
Yeah. But um, but you you guys don't have any like perfect. Well, Oklahoma City actually got the Thunder out there, right? We got the Thunder, but like if you want like Oklahoma sports, it's OU it's football, college. which yeah. right now is kind of not not on. But that's a whole other thing. But OU go come to a softball game. That's where we're at. We're really? we just got the third championship in a row, um, third national championship in a row. We won like fifty something games in a row this year. Oh, our wow. national, our girls softball team, our OU softball is like. They're one of the best in the country. So really? that's what you got. Right. Yeah. There you All go. Right. Mm. Cool stuff, brother. Cool stuff. Well, listen, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you coming on. We were talking a little bit about the concept behind the book that you're here to promote, which is comics from the kitchen. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But before we get into that, I know you're in Oklahoma. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kyla. Like, where did you did you grow up in Oklahoma? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm originally from Oklahoma, like just in terms of, like, you know, this is where my whole family's from, all that kind of stuff. But um I grew up overseas on a military base in Japan. Um, my dad was a teacher, so um, it was an American base, U.S. Army base, Camp Zama. Um, and so, you know, I grew up over there. I, um, but, you know, we spoke English. Everything was in English and stuff like that. But, um, you know, then I, I came back to the States for college. And this is where I've, I've been in Oklahoma ever since, except for I spent two years in Louisiana. But um, other than that, this is right where I've been. That's what's up. And do you speak? Did, did you pick up the language at all? Japanese? No, I mean, like, no. I can, like, you know, count to 10, say, please, <laughs> thank you, right. excuse me, that kind of stuff. I can, like, I'm, I'm a teacher, so, like, I can, I remember how to write my name, and, like, that impresses kids all the time. And then if I can write their <laughs> name, that really, that's awesome. and it's not, like, that much, but I can write yeah. a name, and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, that's hey, cool. Sure, whatever. That's, that's cool. Did you, um, did you pick up any of, like, the manga out there or any of the, of the anime, like, were you into any of that stuff? I don't mean to rich in that over there. Yeah. So did you pick up um, any of that stuff? Like, not particularly. I mean, I was into it, but I don't think I was into it any more than I would have been if I grew up here. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just gotcha. being the comics fan, I think I would have yeah. found my way to some manga eventually. But, yeah. like, it wasn't, like, it was all the time. But Just because, like, most of the manga I would have bought, you know, off base would have been in Japanese, and I couldn't read Japanese. And a lot of the anime, too. So it was just, like, whatever was available at the local library, which we did have a large manga selection. But, like, I read I read a lot of Naruto. But, um, you know, like I said, I don't think it was, like, I was inundated with it just because um, I grew up over there. I did right. – there's a lot of differences in, like, comic culture over there surrounding manga that we don't have over here. But so I, like, I understand some of that kind of stuff that I, you know, just differences I see, but not particularly to answer your question. What, what were some of the differences? Like, what are the differences that you um, see? Manga is like, it's, I don't know if, well, I don't know if it's manga or anime, but um, they're both very heavily intertwined, obviously. But um, like, there will be whole ads on subway stations that will take up entire walls that are just manga. It's just an a wow. ad for an anime or an ad for the new, um, some new anime movie or new series. Or um, like I said, I don't know if there were, I couldn't read it, obviously. So I don't know if it was like, ads for specifically for um the manga but it definitely was for the anime and then you could go to like 7-eleven or lawson or family mart or whatever and there. um they'd have the manga you know you yeah. buy shonen jump all the different stuff on the shelf with all the magazines yeah. and stuff so it was yeah. just a whole a lot and like it's not uncommon to see you know i it, you see it here but it's not as rare to see like people just sitting on the train you know reading a comic book reading a right. manga or yeah. stuff like that and so it was just a different culture where it's just a lot more accepted and a lot more like socially normal than it is here, which not that like we're outcasts or anything, but you know, it's still kind of seen as fringe, no. 
but yeah. there, like yeah. I said, it's big enough. It's whole walls. Like, you know, you no. go into the subway station, like you're going through the, the tunnel thing. It's just a whole wall. It's just all that's, big thing for some anime. And it's just nuts, like, dude. yeah, it's nuts. And I think that that's that. And to be honest, I think that that's, what's missing here, man. The fact that mm -hmm. the fact that they, it's like, I don't know. They, I don't want to say they glorify it, but it's yeah. definitely, if, if you're a mangaka over there, like, you're like, wow, this dude draws mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Here yeah. is like, Oh, he's, he just he just funny books, you know. Yeah, home funny exactly. books here, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's that's just the, the level of where it is. So yep. you know, hopefully that can change. <laughs> I don't know if it will, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so were you more of you consider yourself an artist, a writer? Where 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 is your your comic book uh, geekdom and, and and I guess I guess uh, skills? Where, where where are they? I um since I was like really little I always wanted to like be a writer of some kind like I remember having you know composition books where I would start to write stories and things like that and I doodled a little bit too but writing was definitely where it was at for me um and then sometime in middle school when I started to get more into comics like I really started to draw more and want to do more art but I was always in that mindset like that you know I can't do that and so I worked on my writing a lot more and wrote a lot more than I drew mm. and then um so I would mostly consider myself a writer, but, you know, in college I started to draw and that's when I started to put out comics, it was stuff that I drew cause I couldn't afford an artist. So I was just oh, like, okay. let's just, you know, I got to make it myself and yeah. you know, somebody will like it. And so I started doing that. And um, then even more recently, I've, I kind of saw that, you know, like I said, I couldn't afford an artist, so I had to do all the jobs myself. And so I like doing the lettering part of it. And so now I'm doing, now I'm getting more into being a letterer as well um like i'm trying to you know take a few gigs um lettering I, ha I have not had a lot of success on that front yet but i've definitely had a few things here and there a few small projects that i've i've done lettering for other people so yeah. i've done i do everything i would say primarily a writer and then a letterer but an artist if i have to but i'm not yeah. going to complain about having to do the art how did you uh, i guess so when you were writing as a kid i'm, I'm assuming you were writing like prose and you're yep. writing like stuff like that how, how was the uh how was i guess the transition from writing prose to not writing like comic book scripts did you find it difficult or was that something you were able to pick up right away um i think i think i picked picked it up fairly well because um like i was never as a writer i mean obviously a lot of what i was writing you know i was in high school middle school elementary whatever but it wasn't particular. even as I matured, my writing wasn't particularly verbose. It wasn't particularly like really, it wasn't like heavily detailed. And mm -hmm. plus I'm a very visual thinker. And so okay. going into that comic book style really works for me because when I'm writing a script, I don't have to be as detailed as I do if I'm writing prose. Cause you know, in prose, I got to tell you everything that's going on spell every detail out to you yeah. but a comic i especially if i'm drawing the comic i can just be like you know so and so so and so character does this and i know in my head what that's supposed to look like right. so it i think i took to it pretty well i wish i could do prose better but yeah. it's hard to get back into it like i said after doing comics where i'm so sparse in my details and i'm like yeah. just kind of like this he does this she does that and then this is what the room looks like whatever but like to go back to prose where I like have to explain everything about a character, it's just like I don't, I don't know if well, I can do that. I don't know if I have the attention span. Yeah, well, that's it, right? Like in prose, you have because because your artist is almost like your safety net, right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. you know, you you obviously put a page turn at the end of a comic at the end of a of a page, and the artist is going to draw that for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas in prose, you have to visually mm -hmm. 
tell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to say that to the person visually mm-hmm. so they can turn the page and say, oh, I know what he's saying. I know what he means. Yeah. I can see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can see where that would be more difficult. Do you, so your scripts, the scripts that you write for your artists, aside from yourself, but when you're writing it for an artist, you pretty, is, is it pretty an open script? It's not as detailed, I guess. It's not like I need you to put the camera at this angle. Yeah. And draw I that. Mean, like you like, kind of leave it open for them. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I, I'm a very big because I think one of the best things about comics is the collaboration aspect of it. Yeah, and yeah. so I like, you know, if I'm going to hire an artist, I want that. I hired that artist for a reason. And I hired it because I want to see their take on it. I want to see how they're going to interpret it. But I mean, every once in a while, like there's a very specific shot that I want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, this needs to look this way. Maybe it's just because in my head I see this yeah. specifically. Or if it's like an important story beat or maybe it's like, hey, this has to happen, has to look this way, because later this is going to happen and look this way. And so, like, if if there's a plot reason for it, I'll be very specific with them. Like, this needs to be this. This character needs to look like this. But for the most part, I'm just, like, I'm pretty free. Obviously, I still have notes every once in a while, but for the most part, it's pretty chill because, like I said, I'm hiring that artist for a reason. Right, right, right. You you have uh, foreign press comics. When did you start that? Um, that I started that in 2017 and it was, it's more just a label for my work. Um, you know, as opposed to being like an official, um, publisher, I'm starting to branch out into publishing other people's stuff and things like that. Um, and so we'll kind of see how that goes. But, um, for the most part, it's just, it's just a label that I needed a, a name to put on my comics. I started to put out my own little shorts and I was like, I want, something to put on here. I don't want it just be, Hey, Kyler Merrill comics.com. I needed a website, needed all that stuff. And so just foreign press comics is just the name that I came up with. And that's just, then I, you know, I had the logo and all that kind of stuff. So just yeah. kind of evolved from there. You mentioned, you mentioned the word shorts. So when you were writing or when you started doing your comics, have you always done them in like maybe four pages, six pages, or did you, or do you have full, full, uh, full pages as far as 22 page mm-hmm. comics? Um, I, I started out with a lot of shorts and I still have a few here and there. Like I have one in this anthology, um, comics from the kitchen, but, um, I do have, um, a lot of longer for not a lot yet, but well, I have currently have five issues out three are of a series I'm doing in two or just one shots that are uh, single issues. Um, and then, you know, I have a couple other single issues that I've written as well. Um, but then I have a, you know, an anthology that was, it was shorts, but I, um, it was a narrative anthology. So like I kind of edited and it was, I was kind of an architect behind building the whole structure of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I do a little bit of everything. I do some that are shorts, but now I'm kind of evolving to like trusting myself to like, Hey, I can either, I can afford to, I can trust myself to pay an artist to do a longer form thing, or I can trust myself to do something longer form. So I'm kind of, trying to transition to doing more longer form multi-issue things like that that's awesome dude that's awesome what what uh what are some of the ones that you are uh, do you have any titles that you're working on that you can talk about as far as like they're coming out or you're still kind of like mm-hmm. in the works um yeah i have a, a couple things i can mention that are just mine then i have other things like for foreign press that i'm just publishing but um the two that i'm working on that are still you know ongoing at the time are besides comics from the kitchen is um my series outlaw country which is my ode to um country music which has you know been really impactful to me and so it's just a 
neo-western crime book that um i i'm doing that's all just about these three friends who um are in a small town in oklahoma and how they deal with loss and deal with um you know and then like i said it's kind of my ode to country music so it ties in a lot of the common themes that you know you'd see in a lot of that music so um that's one of them and then the other thing that i'm the thing that i'm most proud of that i'm currently doing is um peter the fishtronaut which is a bit it's short but it's also a lot longer form is it, it's weekly strips that i do um on my website um formpresscomics.com slash fishtronaut about a uh, peter a fish in a spacesuit who um travels the universe with his cynical robotic companion james and it's like star trek meets calvin and hobbs and i've always wanted to do a strip like a weekly strip and so um just i want to do something weekly and i've always wanted to do that format just the three panels and so um i just was like okay i finally had this idea i was like oh this fish in a spacesuit kind of came to me and i was like all right that's what it's going to be and so like he'll have um you know 10 strips or so in an arc and then each one he just goes to a new planet and gets on some kind of adventure on that planet and so that's the thing that i'm most proud of because it lets me tell whatever story i want to tell lets me do yeah there you go that's one of the most recent ones i think um but (laughs) like one of them they just go to a planet that's just a giant haunted house um and so and like i get to tell stories whatever i want to tell in a way i've always wanted to tell them and it's really easy for me to make i can you know probably knock a whole one out in an hour if i really put my mind to it maybe a little less and so it's just fun and it also makes just makes me feel really accomplished when i can go on here and like you know pop one out in an hour and be like, I did something today, even though really <laughs> I just drew three panels of comics, but you know, it's, it's something yeah, makes me feel yeah. good. Do you, I mean, how far, like, I mean, I guess you pop them out an hour, but the, the ideas, the, 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 I guess the jokes and stuff like that, is that something that you have like, kind of like a, you, you write them down in a, in a book and then you kind of draw them or they just yeah. come to you the day that you work, that you're drawing them? Um, sort of. I like, I have, I, my scripts for these are just literally bullet points. And yeah. so, um, it's each one has like a heading like this one was haunted house or you know they find a haunted house and find encounter ghosts or something and then um under that i have like you know they number one they land on a planet number two they um james is scared number three uh and then i just kind of go through the bullet points and then again because i'm doing the art i kind of know in my head where it's going like what's kind of needs to happen and the best thing that I, I like about doing strips is that um, I have spent enough time with these characters that I know what they would say. I know who they are. I know, like, I don't have to think a lot about how they're going to react or what's going to happen in this situation. I know, like, and maybe that's because I, I did the whole first year of these. I have the first, for, wow. I started in January. And so last year I made it my point before I started the first one, I was going to have the whole year done. And so I made it a point to have um, to, so like by doing it for a year, I know what James is going to say. I know how they're going to react because I have one, you know, that I'm working on now where they get stuck in a maze and I just knew, okay, this is what's going to happen. Plus I have in my head, like, okay, I do have a kind of an overall story I'm telling. And so I was like, okay, this is a really good spot for us to finally reveal this thing. And mm-hmm. so it's just been really fun to get to know these characters on that level. That's cool, bro. That is awesome, dude. So you, so you have 365 like 
strips written from last year? I have 52. I do oh, one a week. Started. Okay. Oh, one a week. Okay. 52. Yeah, one a week. So I, thought it, I thought it was a daily strip. Okay, no, so no, no. Like, I wish I could do three. Six. Yeah, That'd dude, be awesome. Like, but no, no, no. Sick. All right. So no. it's once a week. Okay. All right. That's cool, though. That's still that's still great. Yeah, man. exactly. It's still pretty good. It's still, yeah. you know, it took me. I started probably in uh, July, August, and I yeah. got them all got them all hammered out. So, um, sweet, yeah, it was pretty good. Sweet. And this, the, so Sam's right now, he's on, he's on your website and we're just kind of yep. showing this to everybody. For everybody just joining us, this is Kyler Merrill. He is the owner of Foreign uh, Press Comics. We're looking at his website right now, foreignpresscomics.com, right? Right, mm -hmm. uh, Kyler? And uh, we're going to be talking to him in a few minutes about comics from the kitchen. But yeah, no, this is interesting, man. So you have a whole bunch of stuff here on the website. Yeah. It's a chock full of stuff. So talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff that, you know, when they come to your website, they'll be able to see. I see Smash Quarterly. Sam's gone through a couple of things. So what is, are some of these uh, things all, all that you've written or you've kind of started um, doing the whole a, a, uh, a, a bit of both okay. um, so I have um, the web I'm, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a web designer um, mm -hmm. so this is kind of not great but um, you know I have our store we have you know our threadless store as well shout out to that if you want merch go buy merch oh, nice. um, anyway um, <laughs> I, that's just something for me. But um, yeah, you, you can find all of our comics. Obviously, we have Comics from the Kitchen, which has not been updated in a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. The webpage hasn't because we are very far past this point. We're, a lot of these creative teams have changed. The cover has okay. changed, okay. Um, which you can see all that on the Zoot page now. But um, anyway, so yeah, they have Comics from the Kitchen, Fletcher Cross, which is another anthology I did. Like I said, Outlaw Country I mentioned earlier. Everything on here so far is is me except with the exception of um sleep sister sleep which is a comic from a south african almost a south korean south african uh creator ian vanderwalt he's a writer and artist it's like a surreal twisted alternative take on alice in wonderland and then we have an interview with him a written interview over on the um blog as well and then the only other project right now that or we have two other projects there from other creators one of them is smash quarterly which is um a four-part anthology series starting next year that is all about smash suspense mystery action sci-fi horror um with editor devin r scott and so um plus we have a story going throughout all four volumes from uh, jared lujan so um wow. that's really cool and it's just been fun to do different types of projects and do different things yeah. um and so the page for that is mostly um submissions but those are closed right now but we'll probably be opening them for volume three by the end of the year but yeah sweet man you look like you're busy it looks like you're very busy so I'm probably so not as busy as it looks but <laughs> so comics from the kitchen man comics from the kitchen awesome concept uh putting something like this together talk to me about how insane it has to be they kind of like get all of these groups of people to come in and you know send you all of these uh, incredible stories and you put them all yeah oh, so they, yeah. oh go ahead um yeah so it's um been it's been the first part was pretty easy i just um you know just took open submissions and whoever wanted to submit i was like let's let's go for it i want to see what you got and see what you kind of I let people submit whatever stories and whatever recipes they wanted to. I didn't have any clear uh, qualifications for like, hey, it has to be a dessert. It has to be uh, whatever it needs to do this. It's just whatever story you want. The prompt was about food memory um, and food memories, like memories that we had that we associate with food. And so wherever they wanted to take that, that's 
fine. Some of them went very personal, very serious. Some people took it very fantastical mm-hmm. and went a little weird with it, which is awesome. Um, but wrangling people in any anthology is not easy. Um, it's mostly just sending emails out to people all the time and um, trying not to send too many emails because I don't want to blow people up because a lot of people, a lot of the um, creators involved were very good about like, um, you know, responding very quickly, um, uploading files on deadlines, things like that. And I had to go do a lot of preliminary work and like make um, Google Drive folders for everything and make sure everybody knew where to upload their stuff and all that kind of administration type business. But, um, you know, it gets hard when you have to, um, you have people who, stop responding by deadlines then you have to send that email like hey either hey do you want to like do you want to be involved in this if you want to be involved you need to let me know now and your comic has to be turned in in a week if it's not turned in a week i'm sorry but you just can't do this i not like you can't do this but you know i just can't include you because you weren't able to meet the deadline and but then there's also the other side of it where i had people back out and some Mm -hmm. people were very clear and told me very early on hey i'm no longer gonna be able to do this But a lot there, I had a few who didn't tell me that until I sent them one or two follow-up emails like, Hey, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Like, no. Um, you know, like, sorry, we just can't do this now. And I'm like, well, I, you know, had your story. And so luckily I was able to get a few, um, stories to come a few other creators to come add one in later. Um, so that's been really good. But then, you know, I also have to deal with, um, for this anthology, we had um, one of our collaborators passed away in the creation oh, of this. Um, it was fairly early on, but um, yeah, Eric Carmen. So they had to, um, Eric Carmen oh. uh, Sr., I think, they had to um, uh, find a new artist for that. And he's, wow. they dedicated their story to him and everything. Another one who is not in the anthology had a heart attack and wasn't able to participate. And so it's a lot of, not like, sound like I'm bragging, but it's a lot just having to roll with the punches and like, no, be like okay, right. well, hey, it's you know, I understand. I like, you know, and I can't be mad at those people. Right. I can't be mad because someone had a heart attack. So it's just, right. Right. I got to find a replacement. And so I just yeah. went onto a, the comic jam, a group that I'm comfortable with. And I was like, Hey, anybody able to help me up with last minute? And I got three stories out of that. And so yeah, no, from people that I love. The reason, and, and the reason why I asked you the question is because, you know, I, I've been involved and I've been a part of, you know, a few anthologies and those things are hard, man, because of that, mm. because of what you're talking about, yep. you know, the deadlines. And some people can meet deadlines, some people can't. Life happens, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunate things happen. And it's like, damn, but you, so you would, you're the one that has to kind of like, yeah. you know, put everything together. And listen, the anthology, you know, you send us, you know, a PDF. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It looks incredible, dude. Like it's Appreciate 75 it. pages. It's, it's a mm-hmm. full, I mean, this thing is, is, is full of uh, very, very cool stories. Yep. So talk to me about the concept, dude. Like, I love that you have like a video and I don't know if maybe it's on Zoop, but you have yeah, a video of, of, of the promo of how you're cooking it up and, and all that other stuff. It was really cool. Very nice. But how, what did you come up with this concept? How, how did it happen? How did you think, okay, you know what? It'd be cool to do comics and recipes and put them together. Mm-hmm. How did yeah. that come about? Um, well, I had just done, I, in 20, I don't know why I'm going back this far, but in 2020, I did a little <laughs> anthology for, I was like, I'm going to do something. I did my first anthology, just threw it together. But I really liked it. So I did another one. Then I was like, okay, now I want to do another one. And so now I'm on this anthology kick. But I have kind of said that I want to, if I'm going to do an anthology, I don't just want to do uh, just a, here's a, a theme. Here's like just a horror anthology, you know, and it's just going to be horror stories. I want to have something else to it, some different kind of take on it. And um, then I also heard, or had seen, I was thinking about what to do. And 
just somewhere I saw or heard or whatever, um, you know, make write what you love or something along those lines. So I was like, I like to cook. How can I combine cooking with this anthology that I want to do? And then I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just make a cookbook on my own. So like I need to, cause I don't feel confident enough in myself to be like, these are the best recipes in the world, make these. So I was like, you know, instead let's do it from the perspective of tell us about food memories. Like I want to hear a story that me, a recipe that means something to you. And so I just, and I'd, I'd seen food, I'd seen other food anthologies before, but they were just comics about food. And I'd seen, a, I have it over there. It might be packed up already, but um, just like a cookbook that's just kind of drawn in a comic style, has a couple characters here and there, but it's not an actual comic book. And so I was like, I'm going to combine those two things. It's a cookbook and it's comics. It's both things. And it's something I love. It's something that I want to do. And there's a space for it in the market. Mm-hmm. And in terms of just, it's not out there. Um, and so I made one. And since then, I've seen other people who have done very similar things. But yeah, it just kind of started as I'm going to do something that I love. And I want to do it from the perspective of, tell me about a recipe that means something to you that has a lot of, um, has a, just means a lot to who you are. And that's how we get what we have here. And so like here on the Zoot page, um, for every story that you read, you get that recipe. And it like, I've said this before, but it, um, by reading that comic, that recipe means a lot more. Like we have this recipe right here for pinchos, which are basically Puerto Rican shish kebabs from uh, Ren Rios. And that story is a good story. It's a cute story on its own, mm-hmm. but, and the recipe is a good recipe. But once you, by, by reading that story first, that recipe means something to you. Cause now you see, Oh, this recipe is from a time after she got knocked off her surfboard and had pinchos under a bridge in Puerto Rico with some, by some uh, guy. Right. And so now that story has meaning and now that recipe has meaning. And so you get to be a part of that memory with her. And now you get to experience that along with her and along with all the other people we have in here. And so it just kind of food and memory already like fits together super well. And then to have it in a comic form where you can visually see that and see um, not only see the memory, but you get to see that, artist interpretation of the memory so you get to see it through their eyes for most of these because most of these are done writer it's a writer artist one person um a few of them are a writer and an artist team but for the most part it's you get to see that person tell their story and i think that's really valuable to this whole experience no it's awesome Do, do you have have you have you tried to make any of these uh you know dishes no, I haven't. But okay. here's I have okay. I've said this before. I have a good reason. <laughs> I am a school teacher, so I just got off school, and then now I'm in the middle of moving, and oh. so I'm moving an hour and a half away. Not now. It's more like an hour away. But um, so I'm in the middle of you know trying to make sure my lease goes good on this house, run this Zoop campaign, and move out. And so I'm just Dude. like I have not had time. I'm currently living off of frozen or today and tomorrow, <laughs> meaning frozen tortellini with pesto. Because nice. I had to eat up, take stuff out of my freezer. Because I'm like, I can't <laughs> travel with all this. So I am not at the point where I'm able to cook a lot yet. But there's definitely a few that are on my list to, to yeah. make. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of stuff in there, man. There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff in there. And the really, PDF really that you guys got is only about half of what we, the final product. Really? Oh, there's okay. about okay. 20 stories altogether. And um, there were just a few that I hadn't either were finishing up their um, yeah. story 
or I was finishing up the lettering because all the recipe pages that you see on there are all um, I did all those. Um, right. They drew the recipe, the dish, but I, um, you know, put the page together and drew little background images, things like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so how many pages is this thing all together? It's going to that... be the zoo page says two hundred, oh, but wow. I think it's going to end up being closer. It's going to be close to two hundred. Um, you know, it might be a little less than that, but yeah. it's it's going to be pretty close because, like I said, we have twenty stories, mm. and some of them are. Um, you know, most of them are, you know, seven to 10 pages somewhere in there. So, yes, you know, it's yeah. pretty, it's a pretty dense book. It will be. Right, right. Oh, awesome. So right now it's on Zoop. And for those who don't know what Zoop is, it's a crowdfunding uh, platform, similar to yeah. Kickstarter, similar to Indiegogo. And uh, Zoop is just more geared for comics, right? Mm -hmm. And so this particular campaign is on Zoop. And how long is it on Zoop for? It's been on Zoop for now about two weeks, and it will. No wait, uh, how many days? Sixteen days left. Sixteen days. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew we were like a little over. We were close to halfway. So, um, yeah, we got sixteen days left, and we still got a long ways to go. And so, you know, it's just, you know, it's just me going on podcasts now. It's um, just me tweeting. If you go on my Twitter feed for the last three weeks, this is all it's been. Yeah. Non-stop, just comics from the kitchen, comics from the kitchen, comics from the kitchen, all day, every day. So, you know, it's just trying to get it made. How does, so does Zoop work the same way that, say, a Kickstarter will work, where it's all or nothing kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, okay. it's all or nothing. Um, and, you know, it's Zoop's just, Zoop's been a different platform to work on. So um, it's, it's just, it's different than Kickstarter in a lot of ways, but um, they're really good people and they do help to um, promote it, um, promote, the sh promote the book. So it's been a good experience. Jackie said she's hungry. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, so Zoop. So, all right, so for those watching, if you haven't done so yet, go to zoop.com. I think we, we, we're going to have a, a link on the, uh, on the show. It's in the, is it? And, I just put it in the chat. Yep. And it's in the chat. So go to zoop.com. Uh, Check out comics from the kitchen now. So, is it? Do you have the option to get a PDF? Can you get like what are some mm -hmm. of the tiers? Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about the tiers that people can get. Uh, well, that's Zoop. one of the things the differences about Zoop is that Zoop doesn't have tiers the same way that Kickstarter. I do have a okay. few bundles, but um, for the most part, Zoop is um, very much like it's very much like any other e-commerce platform. So, like if you want two copies of the book, you just that little plus sign, you just click that twice, and you okay. can add two copies or you can add three, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, we have a PDF for anybody who's international get on that PDF because that's going to be the most cost effective way uh, mm -hmm. to get it. But we have the printed copy. We have um, the whole comics from the kitchen bundle. We have, you can get all the foreign press comics. If you, you can either get them all together or if you go down to the bottom with all of our add-ons, you can um, add them on individually. If there's like, Hey, one that really sticks out to you, one you want to catch up on, you can grab it here. Um, and then, you know, we have ads, um, you can put an ad in the book. Um, we have a retailer bundle. Um, then one thing that Zoop does that I really like is they have the tip jar down at the bottom, which, yeah. um, you can just basically, it's just a dollar that you can add onto the campaign. If you're like, Hey, I just want to give five bucks. Right. Um, you can just click that little tip jar button five times and it'll, uh, do that. But yeah, we got a little bit of everything. If you're interested in anything, you know, comics from a kitchen, related at all this is going to be the place to go awesome dude yeah now this looks solid dude this is like a solid solid project when okay so the campaign ends in 16 days any ideas to when you will be fulfilling it or when can people see the product once they get it i mean once they you know if they pledge their campaign yeah um 
when did I say? Um, I think we would be it'd be probably close to um shipping around around shipping out around November ish. Okay. I think is kind of what I'm looking at. Um, just because with everything I got going on, um, you know, I do have to finish all the other stuff, lay the book out, all those kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. make sure we get our, all the pages in files, and that gives us time for um anything that happens with the printer because you know printers make mistakes too so you know i that's built in but if the book funds you know november will be i think the latest that uh, people would be getting their copies yeah i think he says all art will be finalized by august 31st shipping to supporters by november 2023 oh there we go all right i got you <laughs> appreciate it, it <laughs> no problem there it is man there it is now nah, kyla thank you so much uh do you have anything any any, any questions for him sam no, I'm going to give you the screen. I want you to deliver your elevator pitch. Tell everybody why they need to back this campaign and where they can reach you on social media. So um, with that said, here you go. Go for it. All right. Comics from the Kitchen. It's a cookbook and comic anthology. Uh, you get 20 comic stories. You get 20 recipes. They all fit together. You get to be a part of these creators' memories. You get to see um, Jimmy Gasparro making meatballs with his father. You get to see... Um, Ren Rios in her surfboarding trip. You get to be a part of um, Rowena Zonray's um, uh, making a cake as a child and like what that was like for her and how she invented her own cake just out of necessity because she her mom wouldn't let her bake a cake. It was too hot. So she got to make her own. Um, you get to be a part of all that. You get to be a part of these people's memories and cook these stories along with us. And then you can find that at zoop.gg slash c slash comics from the kitchen. It's in the um, chat. It's in on my Twitter. It'll be everywhere you can find Foreign Press online, which is F Press Comics on Twitter, Foreign Press Comics on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok a little bit, but you know, I'm still dipping my toes in there. Um, but anywhere you go on there, you can find the link to the campaign. You can find some information about it. You can see some of the art we have and um, just come along and be a part of this awesome food and comic book experience that I think is truly one of a kind. Outstanding brother. Thank you for being on the show. We wish you a lot of success in your campaign and good luck with your move. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I moved cross country and it was tough. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good luck with that. And um, you know, and uh, you know, thank you for coming on cast the crazy again, brother. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah. All right. Kyle, take care, man. Peace. Peace. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I love talking to independents um, from all walks of life, and um, you know, everybody has a different mission. Everybody has uh, a different lane, and um, you know, for anybody out there wanting to get into the game, here's here's somebody who's going through the game, trying to build a name. Uh, the challenges of working with other creators that you know fall out. We were just talking about you know something similar topic about um, not putting your best foot forward, right? Um, pretty interesting. I love the conversation. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, man. It's funny how like a lot of a lot of uh, indies we go through the same thing. It's like so you have a comic book, but now you need like some kind of company name. You know what I mean to make it official. And so you always seem to okay, we have to give it a name. We got to. We got to put a name something up there. And so he comes up with Foreign Press Comics. And that's his, that's the name of his company. And now he's branching off into, you know, publishing and maybe publishing other people uh, as well. So bringing them along. So it, it's, it's funny how everybody has, like you said, a different journey. Uh, but our paths all kind of lead uh, yeah. to the same destination. You know what I mean? So it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I love, I love the, uh, 
the, the behind the scenes stuff, you know, the, the coming, coming of age stories. How, how did you come up in this thing? What happened, you know, writing as a kid and then turning into comics and all that other stuff. Like it's good stuff to hear, man. And, and the fact that he's got this book right now, uh, for those watching, if you guys maybe caught us late, we were talking to Kyler Merrill. He's got a book called Comics from the Kitchen, where he combines comic books and recipes of, uh, you know, foods and, and things like that, cakes or whatever. He's got like a, a banana bread recipe in one of these things. Yeah, who doesn't love banana book. bread, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's cool. So yeah, so definitely if you, if you guys haven't done so yet, go to Zoop, Zoop, Z-O-P-C, Z-O-O-P.com. And uh, check out check out uh, comics from the kitchen. Pledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, for some reason, Zoop doesn't give you a search option unless you are a member of Zoop. Oh, so yeah. I would, yeah. you know, either you hit the link in our channel, or if you're looking and surfing the web, just type in, you know, foreign press comics Zoop or comics from the kitchen Zoop, and it'll give you the link. It'll take you directly to Zoop. But when you yeah. go on Zoop, unless you have an account with them, it doesn't give you an, a, a search option, which is crazy. Um, Yo, Zoop, fix your stuff, bro. What's up with you? you know, every crowdfunding uh, platform is different, man. Yeah, yeah man. Don't hey, don't make it difficult, bro. You want to attract more people, allow, allow them to search. Let them, let them you know, peruse, you know, and, uh, you know, window shop for a little bit and figure out whether or not, hey, I want to back that campaign or I don't. And then hit right? with the sign up. Yeah, then hit them with the sign up, but don't make it like you know exclusive. You knucklehead, you're not gonna build build an audience. What's the matter with you? What's you want to be different? Don't do it that way, eh? What's the matter? That's the matter, you eh? Matter. <laughs> oh, dude, now nah, this is great, man. What next week? What do we have? Do we? Are you next are week? You we have. Week? I know yeah, it's we have McNamara, but are you yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that was it. McNamara. It was it was a, it was a fantastic name. I love that name. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It just sound, it just rolls off the tongue. It sounds proper, like proper yeah. twelve, but Irish whiskey by Conor McGregor. But uh, <laughs> yo, did you see what what Conor McGregor did to that? To that, he knocked uh, out the mascot. Oh, dude! Not only knocked the well, mouth, the mascot the wanted to get hit. Put him in the hospital because the mascot wanted to get hit. He well, didn't think. He didn't. He didn't think. It would hurt because he had all that padding. But you're talking about Conor McGregor, who's a I professional. Yo, but my dude, did you see the video? I didn't see the video. I Bro, heard Dana White okay. talking about it. Okay, so so Conor McGregor, it's a skit. They they they're squaring off, whatever the snap. And Conor goes, yo, hits him hard with the first shot. So he falls to the ground. When he's on the ground, Conor comes up, bam, and gives gives him another shot while he's on the floor, and that did it. That he probably had Papa 12 ice whiskey. Bro, so he <laughs> kind of took it a little to the extreme. I'm sure. Well, kind of has a lot to prove. Number one, he lost his last, he lost against so Khabib, right? Out of freaking, uh, he comes not... back to the UFC, he gets his shin cracked, right? So his shin got cracked, so that which is why he lost the fight because his shin was cracked. He couldn't continue. So he has a lot to prove. Then he put on like 40 pounds of muscle. What is right? he doing? But not so, and he hasn't he hasn't fought in two years. So he oh. has to come back. He's coming back to the ufc to oh. fight but he has to prove what is to doing? himself you you have a it's a mascot he's a, he's a megalomaniac bro yo it's, if you ever get into the mind of conor mcgregor everyone dude. is an opponent bro even you, the butterfly if the you, butterfly squares up he's going no, in but he's, proving, <laughs> no, but he's <laughs> proving he's a jerk what are you doing conor like come on bro yo you it's want some of this shit. You want nah, some of this? Nah, there's, <laughs> yeah. I, there's no justifying that. That's nuts. That's bananas, bro. No, but it's not just kind of how many mascots have been getting hit lately. It's been a bunch. <laughs> They're, They're acting even, up. 
Yo, who's kidding these guys? Yo, these guys are acting up inside that costume. They get a little ornery. So, yeah, you got to put you in your place. Hey, yeah. You don't put a man in a suit in the, in the, in the hospital when you're, when you're, 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 his hands are pretty, pretty much weapons, bro. Like, are you kidding me? Yo, dude, yeah. I watched the video, bro. He knocked I heard. Him, no, he Dana Wright was, first time. I, I saw an interview with Dana White, the president of UFC, and he said, why would you want Conor McGregor to hit you anyway? It doesn't matter if you had a costume on. Why would you even want that? It's Conor McGregor. Because I like, you know, it reminded me of that of that uh, Rocky, the Rocky scene where uh, when um, Hulk Hogan is in it and he's you know Thunderlips or whatever. Oh, and yeah, Thunderlips yeah. goes crazy. He's like, yeah. "Yo, it's for charity. What are you doing?" And he's going crazy. Like, I gotta sell it. I gotta sell it. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that joint, bro. I was like, "Holy." God, dude. Connor's crazy. Yo, Connor is his worst. And you know, it's, it's, it's sad because the money changed him, right? He got the money and then he got he got lax. He got lazy. And, and that's how he lost to Khabib because he, he got lazy. He got civilized. You know, he got civilized, bro. You know, it's like, you know, don't let the money. Yo, look, if the money's going to taper you down or, or, or tame you, step away. Don't fight. Who, who's you know what I'm saying? Who, who's he fighting next? He's fighting. Um, what's his name? Um, he was the. Um, what's his name? I'll fight him. I watched Kareem. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you tripping? Give, give him the cream kick. He's um, he's coaching um, uh, Ultimate Fighter against what's his name? I forgot the guy's name. He's he's a wrestler. Uh, forgot the guy's name. But the guy was a champion in um, the other division, not UFC. And then he UFC bought his contract and bought him over. He hasn't won the belt yet. And so he wants to fight Connor. I forgot his name, but um, he's a short dude. Uh, but he's a, he's known for wrestling. And uh, if Connor takes it seriously, but probably put on too much weight, bro. He, he, you see all that muscle he put on? Connor was at his best when he had the Bruce Lee body, when yeah, he was he tight, was small, slim. and ripped. Yeah, no one could slim. touch him. No yeah. one could touch him. The I moment he starts putting bro. on weight is when he starts losing. When he put on weight against Nate Diaz, it slowed yeah. him down. You know what I'm saying? Stay at your damn, yo, stay in your lane, Connor. Come on, Connor. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, but, so. <laughs> but anyway, so next week we're going to have Mr. Jason McNamara. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Sounds writer. like a special agent. He's got a, he's got a book. <laughs> he's got a book coming out from Dark Horse. It's called uh, Past Tense. Yes. So it was supposed to actually come out on the 21st, but they've moved it to July. So he's having, he has more time to promote it. But he'll be on the show uh, next week to talk about it. Very cool dude. I've spoken to him before. Full of energy. He's a teacher, actually. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a writing teacher for comics. He yeah. teaches kids how to write comics. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, he'll be on the show next week. So, that'll be fun. Yeah. No, but, oh, uh, and uh, I have the new episode of The Crazy Tell Us is coming out yeah. Friday. Nice. Um, you're going to check out that episode. It's a really good episode. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you got to check it out. Friday's <laughs> coming out. Um, uh, I recorded it on Sunday. Then I was like, yo, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to put it out on Monday because we got the uh, the show on Wednesday. So I said, let me put it on Friday in the week with a nice, good one. And uh, so that one's going to be a good one. Um, if you missed again, you know, the last episode where there will never be another image revolution, you need to check that out. That one's popping. Um, it's trending really well on YouTube, which is pretty dope. Uh, and again, thank you for the newest subscribers to the channel. You guys are rocking and, and popping and both channels. I mean, the Art of Samuel is trending well as well. So thank you all out there. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of cool stuff, but you know, your boy's grinding in in the lab, so I'm not posting a lot um, because I'm working on. I just did another uh, a cover for issue six. Uh, it's pretty dope. Um, it's got Patrick and um, Bobby in it, so which is pretty fantastic. 
Um, I said, you've been killing it with the topics. I said, Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of it comes from. A lot of it comes from, you know, you guys out there, you know, I'll get, you know, you guys will hit me up in my DM and say, Hey, you know, what, you know, can you talk about this? Or can you talk about that? So I'm like, all right, cool. And so I'll go do my homework and I'll just, you know, I'll drop, I'll drop one in there. Um, but yeah, so I, I do appreciate that Daphne. Um, and, and congratulations. Welcome to the club on, uh, you know, clip studio paint. Welcome to the club. Um, I saw you killing it in there. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, the books are being produced, but slower than it was when I was a brokepreneur. Um, but the issue six, I will be launching that in October on crowdfunding uh, on Kickstarter in October. So I took, I'm taking the summer off, chillaxing, pro, you know, going to conventions. Right now, I just want to focus on conventions, connecting with people and, um, you know, getting my name out there and uh, and then promoting the Kid in the Comics. So shout out to a kid in the comic dot com, a kid in the comic dot com. No problem. You're killing it. I don't need. I, I think. I think your inking style is going to go to a whole nother level with Clip Studio Paint. Um. Um. It's. it's, well, I, think, it's I think. I think when you digitally, when you think digitally, as when you ink digitally, as long as you know the <laughs> rules of inking, you know what I'm saying. Once you bring it into the digital, you know it's it, it's it's good money. <laughs> I'm telling you. I could tell you right now, and George would test uh, test uh, testify to this. Hey, we can't talk. We can't yeah. talk anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've been drinking some old fashioned. So Me anyway, <laughs> yeah. so old fashioned water. When I got Clip Studio Paint, my confidence went to a whole other level. Like I got so confident and comfortable. Um, um, with it, it made me feel um a lot better than when I was using other programs, why? and I was why, able to. Why, why was it different than, than something than, about the program than... that just you know what it is? Um, and shout out, I forgot it. Damn, I, I, I gotta get better with names when I'm drinking. So anyway, um, shout out to um, when you're drinking. <laughs> <I'm> drinking. <laughs> you are the same way without drinking. <laughs> when you're drinking. There's an artist out there. That's really proficient in 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 these programs, and he gave me a lot of tips, and that's what that's what accelerated my journey with Clip Studio Paint. And um, I'm not where I need to be. Like there's there's some levels to the game, especially with coloring. Um, I'm still getting better and better and better with coloring. But you, you, know, you know what I think that program has that Photoshop doesn't have is it allows you to clean up your lines. Yeah. So if you're a shaky writer, I mean an artist with the hands, like that the program fixes that it yeah fixes that for you when you're inking it and so it does yeah. give you that confidence like yo this looks great dude like yes. you know what i mean because there's a, an option when you go so when i when i when i'm sketching the thumbnails when i'm doing the storyboarding phase of it in pencil i'm doing it in traditional pixel whatever it is but then when i go to ink i go to vector i transfer the inking to a vector so this way it cleans up those lines it's um, only one shot what happened to me? I didn't realize how much Xander had over my. Yeah, yes, it, it's like you become one with the force. It's wow. crazy, yo. It's like wow. I swear to you, I was a, I, 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 I hated drawing on a tablet. I, I, you know, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, I can't do this. And then my line work was always choppy when I used other programs. Clip Studio Paint, I got in it, and it was like, like. I was in the zone. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. It, it, I was like, it, I didn't know I was this good. <laughs> it's, crazy. It, it's crazy what confidence does, bro. It's crazy what confidence does. Oh, you still, yeah, there's a function there 
when you go to ink, when you want to put the inks on, just it's a square box. It looks like a a, a box, like a three D box, and it vectors your 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 line work. Um, so your it, go, it, it goes from Photoshop to Illustrator in one. Yes, thing. it has that option. Boom. So and I do it on the layer, on the ink layer. Yeah. So this way the lines are cleaner. Um, um, and so this way, no matter how you zoom on those black lines, it's, it's always going to stay crisp and sharp. And you can zoom and you can print that out in larger, yes. in, a, in a larger size. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what, I mean, I love that program. It's, 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 um, it's made my, I mean, I'll tell you my confidence. I mean, you've seen, I was knocking out, I was knocking out, I was knocking out pages like there's nothing right. Like, bah, bah, bah. and, uh, and, uh, it does, <laughs> they're wonderful for my colors, you know, and uh, so I'm, I'm still getting better. Because yeah, I, yeah. I get envious. I see these colorists out there. I'm like, yo, I want to get to that level. I want to get to that level. Um, so I'm still working on it. I'm still I'm still a student of the game. So and I'm loving it. I love being a student because you know the journey is real, bro. And uh as long as I'm thirsty for knowledge, I'm gonna keep searching for it, bro. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So yeah, man. So join us next week. Uh if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe. Also, check out uh my website, get your meds with a z.com. I'm going to be posting there uh, the different places that I'm going to be as far as conventions go. I'm going to be doing a signing, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, July 19th in Flushing, Queens, with Mark Torres and the Flushing. Queens designated. Yes. Yeah, so go to Casa at, Colombia, uh, bro. The food is delicious over gonna, there. Yeah, we're going to be at Royal <laughs> Collectibles. So check us out at Royal Collectibles on uh, Wednesday, July 19th, 3 to 6 p.m. We're going to be there. But uh, yeah, Sammy. So next yeah. week we're back on. Make sure you next join us. Next week we're back on. And again, That's don't right. forget, if you're in Texas, you know, your boy's still on his Texas tour, yes. you know, hit me up. I'm going to be at the Denton Comic Art Exposition. It's a one-day event. It's free to the public. I mean, I, I, I love that event. I did it last year. It was really great. Then I'll be at the grand opening of a brand new comic store, oh, yeah, Collected God. Comics. So I'll be doing a book signing there with my boy, Paulie G and uh, Ben Dunn of Antarctic Press. So we'll be there. And then um, I'll be at College Station Comic Con in October and then the Arlington Comic Fest. So, you know, and then I got two more lined up for November, December, more to come on those things. And I'm also securing some uh, book signings too. So um, lots to come. Going forward, thank you all for watching Catch the Crease Podcast. If you like this episode, give us a thumbs up, man. Support the algorithms. Help us help the indie community. When we grow, the indies grow, bro. That's how we do it. We've been doing this since 05. We're in the game. We are the OGs of the game, right? We're going to be on wheelchairs, like scrolling down the block. Like, Yo, Catch the Crease. <laughs> Get your meds. With that said, um, I am Sam the Crazy Man Vera, George the Dream of Medina, and we are crazy. Now, I was talking about my friend, Aquisa. Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> oh, this is what you were thinking? Oh, <laughs> you're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>